for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Jennifer. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. Here broadcasting in the studio. Uh, this is about the busiest uh, show I've seen you in a while. You're juggling a lot of balls back there behind the glass. It's hopping. <laughs> That's what happens when you get on a soapbox. I like it. As long as it makes a difference. Oh, you know? Amen. As long as we keep somebody from making a mistake when it comes to repairing their house, home, castle, or cabin. We're here this morning at Rosie on the House. Following our topic that we've published in our first ever home maintenance calendar that we are now taking into the second printing. The first printing is all but gone. I think I saw like six or eight calendars They're sitting being on They're saved a- <laughs> for historical archiving. We're going into our second printing, so we've been through 10,000 Going through another 10,000, uh, being very well received. It's a calendar that actually lists every Rosie certified partner throughout the state in one place. It also gives you guidance and tips every month on what you should be tending to and taking care of for your home. If you'd like one of these free calendars, we mail it to you. All you have to do is reach out to us at rosieonthehouse.com. It spells out every month what topic we're going to be addressing. And we only felt it appropriate that we would take the month of July, the whole month of July, and talk about air conditioning. And we have our Rosie Certified Partners come in and visit with us. And I always start the air conditioning show with the same question. And this morning... We've got the good folks from Isley's Home Service in here. Derek, operations manager, thanks for coming in. You, this is your second appearance here on the show, right? Yes. Thank and, you for having us. And Kevin? Yes. Service te- Senior service technician at Isley's. Yes. Okay. So we've got the experts in here. If you've got a question about air conditioning, it doesn't matter where you are in the state of Arizona. If you have a question about air conditioning, now's your chance to get in to the toll-free number one 767 4348. But, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to lay out the topic. Go ahead. Air conditioning. Well, last week we had the manufacturer in talking That's about right. how units are built. Uh, we're going to talk this Saturday um, specifically about air quality. In, indoor air quality. Indoor air quality. What the air conditioner does for that pollen and dust and all that stuff. And next week, it's going to be – we've got it all breaking, broken down. I think Duck Works in one of them. Mm-hmm. And we've got another one that talks about uh, – I'm drawing a complete plate. But we're, it's not the same exact topic every single week. It's different components of air conditioning. So it really lets us dissect the topic and drill down to levels that we, in previous years, didn't have enough time to cover in one hour. Leave it, leave it like this. When you listen to Rosie on the House the entire month of July, you're not going to know enough about air conditioning to go past the Register of Contractors air conditioning test, but you're going to know enough about air conditioning you won't ever be taken advantage of by an unscrupulous air conditioning contractor who's at your house trying to convince you for a repair you don't need. So that's the reason you never want to miss one segment of Rosie on the House. So, Derek, 
Kevin. It's a trick question, but I ask every air conditioning contractor, in two sentences, explain to the homeowners what air conditioning does. Uh, air conditioning uh, cools, heats, um, cleans the air, and uh, improves uh, the indoor air quality inside your home to make it livable here in Arizona. And how does it cool? It removes the heat um, through an evaporation process with refrigeration, um, through a condenser and an evap coil and a, and a blower um, that can make up an air conditioning system. And it can, be, it can be so complicated, but it's a law of physics, and it's so dependable, it's so reliable, it's so consistent. Every single time you compress that gas... It's going to want to return to its natural state and expand. As it expands, it drops to what temperature does it get when it's expanding? I mean, it, it, it's cold, really cold. Oh, yes, it will get quite cold. It can get down to just above freezing, but it will typically be around 40 degrees. And then, and then we take that really cold gas and we take that really cold temperature and we put it into fins – that then turn coal, we move air over those coils, and deliver the cold air to your house. Exactly. So most homeowners think we're producing cold, but you said it in the opening comments. We're removing heat. Yes. So it's air always... conditioning moves heat. It doesn't produce coal. No, it's the reciprocal. <laughs> it's the reciprocal. It's not about cooling. It's about removing. So we also remove moisture, too, and, and try the dirt. Air conditioning, in our minds, just because of it's a desert and it's hot, we think of air conditioning as <laughs> cooling. Well, you, you can condition the air to be hot or cold. That's the right. same unit yeah, does right. both. That's right. And, and, and talk about remove humidity. I, two, two roof units at my house. I, I think we're generating – I said last week we're generating between 11 and 12 gallons a day. We're, we're almost generating 20 gallons a day these last few days. That's a lot of water you're sucking out of the air. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But what, do, what does 74 degrees feel like at 15% humidity? And what does 74 degrees feel like at 78, at 80% at, at humidity? Um, one's going to feel pretty sticky, <laughs> and one's going to be pretty comfortable. I mean, at 74 degrees at 15% humidity, that's chilly. That is very cold. You're, you're cold. At 80% humidity, you're kind of like comfortable but sticky. You're sweating. You're sweating. You are. So that's some of the things that air conditioning does, but it really removes heat. We've got our first call waiting here. Steve calling from Santan. If you've got a question about air conditioning or what it is or isn't doing at your house, give us a ring, one 767-4348. We've got the good folks from Isley's Home Service here this morning talking air conditioning. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning to you gentlemen. Uh, I have two questions, actually. Uh, the first is on uh, zoning systems. I've been looking at them. Uh, there are two types, it seems like. One is a more detailed and more expensive one where they install dampers and things like that, um, you know, like Honeywell Zone First. And um, the others are these new electronic types that they don't use a damper, but they just use a register and vary everything to register, and then you plug in the sensor in your AC, and then it hooks up online. 
uh, like Smart Zone and Keen are two models. And I'd like to know what you guys, first of all, think of those uh, types of systems and which and how well they work if you recommend someone that can do the electronic. Because I like the electronic one where you just use a register because that's something I can do myself. We, we've got more ways to create and control zones residentially now than we've ever had. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I've seen those zonies with the dampers. Um, I have never seen them in use, but and it controls by your phone. Um, I think they might be a good option for one or two registers, but not as a whole house zoning system. Um, the typical zoning system would be a conventional dampers inside the, the main ductwork. Because um, if you do zoning, you're really affecting total airflow and capacity. It could really be detrimental to the to system operation. If it was set up and installed right to begin with, you shouldn't have to get a mechanical damper and mess with it on your phone 24-7 to keep your, get your balance right in your home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we can zone, uh, you, you can zone simply with just some good OBD registers, manipulating the amount of airflow into each particular room, kind of, kind of, um, uh, kind of basic, uh, kind of dangerous because you're, you're manipulating airflow without a good sense of balancing the whole pressure balancing through the whole system, but it can work. Then you've got the electronic damper controls. Then you've got the induct dampers that control whole areas. But you've also got air conditioners now that are broken down into lots of little pieces that you can zone through the actual equipment installation. So, Steve, to answer your question completely, you know, if it was my house, what I would do is I would do, I know it's hard to hear, but the more expensive option and I would have somebody come out, look at what you have going on, make sure you have the correct sized air conditioner for the space that you're cooling, uh, look at the areas that you're trying to zone, because like Kevin had stated beforehand, depending upon the square footage you're trying to zone, if you do put in dampeners or anything on those lines and you have a single-stage equipment versus an inverter machine or a variable speed machine, you may be limited on sizes of spaces that you may be able to zone uh, due to how the machine's going to operate. And really looking at that and saying you can do it yourself, you may be able to do it yourself, uh, which is a you know positive thing. But uh, getting somebody out to really look at it and make sure what you have at your house will actually work with what you're talking about would be the best solution. Which you know Kevin can come out and look at that for you. Um, myself can come out and look at that for you. But really, it depends upon what kind of equipment you have, what space you're trying to zone, and what temperature you're trying to achieve in those zones as well. He had a secondary question that I'm going to answer on how to clean swamp cooler pads. It's really tough to clean swamp cooler pads. You just need to replace them regularly. But know this, Steve. You you have to have a good reason to want a swamp cooler because I can tell you that it's costing you more to run a swamp cooler than, it's, than it will cost you to run the new high efficiency air conditioning and and that's an absolute truth many people think they're saving money running their vap coolers and it costs you more to run the swamp cooler than it do, does to run the new high efficiency air conditionings i have absolute unarguable proof of that at my own house and 
if you're trying to run them both in the same home, Ooh. a lot of people, you, you're making the air conditioning work harder because you're putting all this humidity in, and all the air conditioning is doing is removing the humidity. So you're making your equipment work harder. Now, that's in the home. Outside the home, outbuildings, barns, patios, there's a ton of different applications for evap cooling yeah. outside the home. That, that back patio cooler is the ticket. I only know one person that's such a big cheapskate. They were actually evap cooling the bedroom wing, the living wing, and air conditioning the bedroom wing. Uh, Not I, realizing. I, I walked in the house. I said, you know, I know you're a cheapskate, but you're actually defeating yourself. <laughs> you can wear your unit out faster and it costs you more than what a... <laughs> With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years, and it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella window and doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better-looking, more energy-efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. And the only sound I hear at night is the sound of my There you go. That's what you want. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. With Isley's Home Service, let's get back. to. I want to talk indoor air quality. It's the topic of the day as we refer to air conditioning and what it can do for the indoor quality of your air. But, boy, we have got a full load of callers here, and we are a call-in talk show. So let's go to the callers and see how we can help them. Dennis calling from Glendale. Good morning. Let me introduce you to Kevin from Isley's Home Service. Good morning, Kevin, and anybody else that's there. Okay. Go ahead. Uh I had a quick question. My wife and I live in a mobile home. We are down here in the valley, and we've had an older air conditioning unit for quite a while. was just kind of curious what kind of temperature difference from the vent should we see roughly as compared to the outside air temperature? Well, all right, Kevin. Well, typically it would we would measure it from the indoor return air temperature versus the supply air temperature. Now, that temperature is going to be dependent on what's coming in. But typically, if the airflow and freon levels are good, you should be around 20 degrees. And now it's nominal. But it could be as high as 25. Uh, mobile homes typically will run a higher split because of the poor airflow. Um, but if you're getting 15, 
I would say you have an issue. Okay. And we and you guys in the industry call that the delta T. Yes. Measuring the return air going back to the equipment versus the air being supplied out the register. You want to see about a 20-degree split. Yeah, that would be nominal or optimal, um, but it has a humidity goes up, that temperature delta T will come down. Um, if it's dry, you can have high, will be higher delta T for sure. Okay, and if if you're seeing much lower or much higher, what's generally driving that? What could be what could be sources of problems? If you have a high delta, you could have a dirty filter uh, restricting airflow, which is causes the delta T to go up, but air volume to go down, and that's typically what we see in a mobile home. Okay, dirty coils, plug filters. All right. We're going to go to filters right now. Mary's calling from Scottsdale. Lots of different opinions on filters. She wants to know what's the best. Good morning, Mary. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Tell us a little bit about your system. What are we dealing with? And we'll know what kind of filters to be talking about. Well, we have uh, two units. We have a 3,900-square-foot house. And we have them checked every six months. They cleaned. Now... We've had different people tell us things about the use of filters. Some say, use the most expensive ones, and others say, no, you don't have to use those. You can use the cheapest ones. So we're, we're flexing between the ones at Costco versus the $25 a piece ones versus the $7 one. And having said that, we change them out every single month. Okay. Now, some of them turn black without necessarily a lot of dirt on them. And that's my, another question. If you're seeing a filter turn black, what's happening? Filters. Everybody's got it. Like Mary says, everybody has an opinion and on it. We're, we're not going to get this all covered before the, in 90 seconds before the next break. So this will be a big part of the next segment as we'll, well. We'll want Mary to not necessarily hang on. But but stay tuned. If there's more questions you want to ask about it or as you hear everyone's opinion and response, you may have a secondary question you'd like to ask. If so, hang on. We'll be swinging to the bottom of the hour break here, coming back and addressing indoor air quality. And then Darlene in Litchfield, uh, Derek, has a proposal from a contractor that she'd like your diagnosis on as to whether or not it's a good diagnosis or not. Will you be able to do that from the studio here? Probably not from the studio. <laughs> but, Darlene, we will take your call. We do want to hear what you're seeing. Kevin, you were saying y'all are just hammered right now? Oh, yeah. With this temperature swing, units are dropping like I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. The, the the humidity drives up yeah. the uh, load a bit on it. Strains the air conditioner, blows capacitors, plugs drains. Yeah. So we're seeing a few capacitors blow, huh? Oh, yeah. Every Constantly. <laughs> All right. And somebody was telling me the other day they wanted to put an evap cooler outside their air conditioner to create a cooled air going into the system. I said, well, if that worked, then your most comfortable place to live in the world would be Houston, Texas. It's the most air-conditioned city in the world. Air conditioners work to take humidity out. Get it? Take it out. Dry your air. Here at Rosie on the House. Gary up to you. I have no idea. The whole 
point of air conditioning is to keep you cool, so... A little Christmas music. Christmas in July. Is that okay with you, I Derek? thought it was a radio commercial. That's why I didn't <laughs> even turn my mic on. <laughs> oh, we're not so, back yet. Hang somebody on. misplaced a spot. <laughs> Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where this hour the topic is air conditioning. We've brought in the experts from Isley's Home Service, one of the Rosie certified indoor air quality and air conditioning experts, Derek Ball, the operations manager, as well as Kevin Cole, the senior technician, answering your questions about home air conditioning. We have Mary from Scottsdale who got her question asked just before bottom of the hour break. Uh, 3,900 square foot home, uh, trying to sort through everyone's opinions on filters. Which one of you guys want to take that first? I'll go ahead and take it. Derek? So, Mary, to answer your question from beforehand, you know, without seeing your house, it's really hard to answer that accurately. But uh, there is, you know, for the size of your air conditioner, it really depends upon what size of filter you should have inside of your home. And running high-end filters or more of the cheaper filters really depends upon the size of returner that you have. So if you're running like a MERV 4 filter, which would be a more standard filter, uh, you should have about 200 square inches per ton. And with 3,900 square feet, you're probably going to have like a 4-ton and a 5-ton or two 5-tons on your house. And if you only have 30 by 20 return errors, you may have an issue running those higher-end filters because they're going to be very air restrictive and they can cause more problems to the machine and uh, actually work against you. So running the the lower-end filters would be a good thing, and uh, whenever it comes time to replace your unit or you have service done again, you may want to ask questions like adding return air to the home, maybe to hot spots, uh, so you can put in those nicer filters if you're looking for better air quality, or you can go in with uh, ozone bulbs, so like an air scrubber plus, uh, which would help purify the air as well. Why, and, and you're too young, so you're not to blame, why in my generation, when we were putting air conditioning in the 60s and 70s and 80s, why did we choke every unit with too small a return error, and why did we oversize all of our equipment? Oh, because we didn't have insulation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> uh, yeah, and power was only two cents a yeah, kilowatt exactly. back then, right? But now it's really become a science, and I tell people, look, if your unit is over 15 years old, chances are when you get an estimate for replacement, you ought to seriously consider downsizing your equipment, going with the high-efficiency variable-speed compressor, and making your return air larger. Is there such a thing as having too much return? I don't think there's such a thing as having too much return air. Um, you know, like we said before, about 200 square inches per time would be a minimum. Uh, for a lot of these new homes you go into, you actually see a return air almost in every bedroom. Uh, you're pulling heat out of that space. You're making it more consistent. Uh, and it's really going to give you more comfort and keep those temperatures consistent throughout your home and give you cleaner air within the home. If the return's properly sized, generally speaking, we tell people a one-inch paper pleated filter for about six or seven bucks changed every 30 days is great filter protocol that's totally fine you're okay with that i'm totally fine with that if the return air is too small and you go a one inch paper pleated filter you're starving your unit for air correct and you've got to go to the cheap spun fiberglass units that you can buy in bulk for under a dollar a piece but you can also throw a hairball through the size of a cat 
Right. Maybe a bowling ball. <laughs> a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring Mary back into the conversation after she's heard us talk through these different filter options. Compare that with what she's been told and see if we helped her diagnose it at all. Mary? Hey, Rosie, we have five returns. That's good. And we, we have five returns and uh, two ceiling returns, five places we, we change out the air conditioning heads. We change them out every month. We change out five filters, and they're 20 by 30 by one. Perfect. So you should be totally fine on uh, square inches, and you can put in those nicer filters. Uh, you know, and really depends upon air leakage and everything within the home. Uh, if you do have, if you haven't had your ducts sealed or an energy audit done on your home, you can run into where. Go ahead, ma'am. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Excuse me. We did have an energy audit done on our home. Perfect. So you know, you should be fine running. You know, higher MER filters that you see at Costco or anything like that. And if you really wanted to get into purifying, they are the best. Getting, you know, an ozone uh, bulb, like a air scrubber plus or something on those lines, or even going with the train clean air effects within your home, which can be installed at the unit, uh, would give you even more pure air within the home, which are options that, you know, we can come out and give you, or you can have your contractor look at. I think the way Mary's set up with that much return air, the one inch she's familiar with, I think the one-inch paper-pleated filter replaced once a month, and she's going to be spending between 4 and $6 a piece for those, right? No, Correct. No reason to go to the $20 filters if she's replacing them monthly. Yeah, there really isn't any reason unless you have some allergens or anything like that that you're trying to really get out of the air because those higher MER filters will filter out more dust and pollen from the air for you. Does that help, Mary? Oh, hey, that was excellent. So you're saying the ones from Costco would be fine to use. If you're not trying, if you're not in a hyperallergenic situation that you're trying to create clean room environments, mm-hmm. the, those are going to be just fine. Correct. Especially given the fact that you've done the whole house energy audit and you've done the duct sealing and all of that. Mary, the way you're set up with the duct sealed and you replacing the filters, one-inch paper pleated filters, every single month, you don't have to do a duct cleaning or a air conditioning a coil cleaning or cabinet cleaning, but about once every 10 to 12 or 13 years. I mean, once you've got it cleaned and it's sealed and you're using the paper pleated filters, you don't, it stays clean. Yep, and as long as you keep changing those every month, Mary, you're going to have great success for keeping your system clean and, and uh, keeping your system well-maintained. There you go. Education on indoor air quality from the folks at Isley's Home Services as it relates to air filters. Shall we get out to Litchfield and welcome Darlene into the conversation? Darlene has a, a question about an actual proposal she's looking at for work at her home. Good morning, Darlene. It's actually something that's already been accomplished. Last Monday, uh, prior to the dust storm that, that everybody got, we got it later than everyone else, um, I had a, a water, excess water coming from my condensation tube going outside. And uh, as I was near the little um, receptacle that I put the filters in, there is a square of, of nothing on the concrete. It's it's just a receptacle, and the air comes in through there to, to the filter into the home. Um, I heard a drip, so I opened, took the filter out and looked, and there was about a quarter inch of water 
standing on the bare concrete. So I didn't know what to do, and, and it, it was running inside the um, air conditioner unit, at the base of the heat pump. The pan was full and dripping as well. So I called um, a, a company, and they were able to come in the next hour and a half or so, and um, he showed me that the coils were frosted, and then there's these two units that stand up almost perpendicular, almost look like a teepee inside, <laughs> um, after he took the panel off, of course, that um, were just filled with dust. Now, I have changed this filter. I use this, the cheap green ones. I was told to do that years ago, and I, I change them every fourth of fourth of the month or first of the month anyway so it was it was full uh on the fourth of july i checked it and removed it it was full i've never had one that full before so i put in a clean one and and on the fourth and so this was the ninth i believe last monday and it was the filter was clean but all of it was inside the unit so he cleaned it all and said I needed a new capacitor, which he put on the unit outside. The unit is nine years old. Okay, so what's your question, Darlene? I'm wondering if if the capacitor was something that was needed and if this is a normal thing that because of the uh, condensation, because of the moisture in the air, was that why it was so filled with water in the pan and leaking out? All right, Kevin? Yeah, the capacitor, they're going to go uh, by heat. They're kind of like a battery. They're just not going to last that long here in our climate, and they tend to go when it gets hot. Um, as far as the dirt, uh, that green filter is not going to catch any dirt. <laughs> it's just going to go right through on that coil. Um, and, so the, and the coil iced up situation. Because of the dirt on that coil. Um, those filters weren't doing you any good, even though they change them. It, most of that dirt would go through the filter, um, and it's going to reduce its life. Um, but that needs to be addressed. Um, we could, you know, someone like us, we could come out, we can evaluate that and see if there's any options for you. So we don't like the fact she was using the little cheap spun fiberglass filters. Those are those are last, least, least desirable, last resort. You only go to those if your return air is so small that your unit is starving for air, and then you're just going to live with the fact that your indoor air quality is never going to be as good as it could be, and you're also going to live with the fact, Darlene, that the dirt and all the particulates in the air are going to get to that little unit you were comparing that looks like a teepee. We call that the A-coil. It's shaped like an A, right? And those are the that's the little radiator that the air has to pass over because that's what we're making cold. So every piece of air that passes over that, every piece of little dust that hits that moisture gets stuck to it. And then it starts turning to a lint mud ball that's covering your condensers. That it won't release the cold, so it can't trap the heat. And that's why you're getting the heavy condensate. You ought to be, I hope when they were there, they blew the condensate lines out. Because sometimes with that kind of dirt compaction, you can start plugging condensate lines. And Darlene, uh, to answer your question, even with the icing up of the A-coil, like Romy was talking about, 
So the reason why it iced up is because it was dirty at a restriction. So basically it did freeze up. And then whenever he got there, he probably turned the fan on. He dethawed the machine and you had a lot more condensation whenever that happened. Uh, did he clean your indoor coil for you? He cleaned the coils and he cleaned the, the TP thing. Perfect. Okay. Uh, he used every rag that I had in the house. <laughs> and I had a, I had a bucket. I'm an 81 year or 85 year old widow, and I have to take care of this stuff myself. But um, I, I had a lot of rags, and he kept asking for more. And I already had the pail that I was catching the dripping from that was coming from the unit. Well, hopefully, so you watered your plants. <laughs> and and Darlene, it's sa- it it sounds like you did a good job, Darlene, and that the technician that came out did a really good job for you as well, cleaning that coil, flushing the line, and you know replacing that capacitor is a preventative thing. And that probably saved you from a future breakdown. So it sounds like they did you a great service doing what that uh, individual did when he came out to your home. Now, my question. That is music to my ears. Excuse now, me, Russ. Now, Darlene, first. my question is, what filter, when he finished cleaning this and left, what filter was he saying for you to use? He said this one was not sufficient. And yeah, I okay. should get some, um, he told me where to go, and I can't remember, it's on McDowell someplace. All right. Um, well, so I thank you, all three of you, so very much. I, I was afraid I was getting, um, you know, having uh, an extra expense with that capacitor that I didn't know. You know, I, I don't know anything about That's him, right. So. Well, that's... That... And he was, a, he was very, very efficient and very kind and, and neat and everything. I'd recommend him to anybody. Well, Miss Darlene, that's exactly why we're here at Rosie on the House, is to protect people like you. Uh, an unknown factoid is that Rosie Romero is the number one radio personality in Arizona for single women <laughs> over 75. And I remind Jennifer of that every single day. It was funny 20 years ago. Now you're kind of looking at the... <laughs> yeah, getting a little closer, babe. <laughs> All right. I love it when we can take care of homeowners like Darlene who are concerned whether or not they've been treated fairly or not. Certainly sounds like Darlene was being treated fairly by her air conditioning technician. I can tell you, Arizona homeowners, if you want a list of air conditioning contractors that you can deal with and never have to worry about whether you're being treated fairly or not, go to our website rosyonthehouse.com, where you'll find a list of Rosie-approved air conditioning, indoor air quality experts and technicians like the boys from Isley's Home Service, who we have in studio here this morning. You can find them at rosyonthehouse.com. But Derek, if they wanted to contact you direct, what phone number would they call you at? And what's your service area? So we service pretty much the whole valley. We are located in Gilbert. Uh, Our phone number is 480-736-1805. Very good. Well, we appreciate y'all's input. We were talking about indoor air quality. Um, I don't think you... I don't think you can really talk about... Mary wanted to know about filters, and then we went to an off-the-air break, and that used to be something we could just answer carte blanche. Here's the right answer. Boom. But... When we had that off-air conversation, we actually addressed like 10 or 12 different things that have to be considered. 
Correct. So whenever you're looking at what type of filter, I mean, you always got to consider the size of the machine, the size of the ductwork that's going to that machine uh, for the return air. You got to look at if you had a home energy audit done, if your ducts have been sealed, uh, you know, if you're uh, and, and really just what you're trying to achieve as far as air quality within the home. So there are multiple factors to look at whenever you're looking at going to buy a filter. Well, and the great thing about encouraging people to conduct those whole house energy audits is, uh, one, uh, the utility company subsidizes a part of the cost. It's a tremendous value for roughly $100. They bring out a truck that's got tens of thousands of dollars of equipment on it, they check your indoor air quality. They check your duct work integrity, both in the supply side and the return air plenum. They check how much ha- your house actually leaks, leaks air. And once you've got all that information, you can start attacking the problem by just picking the low-hanging f- fruit. And, right. and then get in and thoroughly and completely design that new system once you know all those things are taken care of. Correct. It's really become building science anymore. It is. And, uh, you know, just like if you were to buy a new home, you'd want all those things done before you got there. But if you have an older home and you haven't had those things done, it's something to highly consider. And obviously, if you run into an emergency where you have to replace the unit before you can do that, you you can do that and you can still have it done after the installation was done. Derek, Kevin, thanks for coming in this morning. Again, if somebody wanted to reach Isley's, the number? The number would be 480-736-1805. Rosie Certified Indoor Air Quality and Air Conditioning Experts, the good folks at Isley's Home Services. Thanks for coming in this Thank morning. Thank you for guys. having us. Thank Covering you. Now, the topic of air conditioning. On the topic of indoor air quality, we yes. didn't really address duct cleaning. Can we just summarize real quick Okay. what type of advertisement to avoid? Go. <laughs> it's all yours. The floor is yours. Go. Just the like a nine dollar ninety nine dollar. Oh, okay, so this, this duck cleaning sweep is really you might as well just flush it down the toilet. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see a duck cleaning ad for hey for a hundred bucks or two hundred dollars we'll come out clean your ducting system. Uh, whenever you have an accurate duct cleaning done, uh, you're gonna have a company come out. They're gonna remove all the registers within the home. They're gonna uh, seal all those registers off with uh, basically glorified saran wrap. They're going to uh, drop cloths laid down throughout the whole home. They're going to hook up a uh, HEPA vacuum to the end of your trunk line, and they're going to run an agitation tool down all of your supplies and your return. They're going to clean your machine uh, and then basically sanitize your ducting system and seal around where all the supply and return cans come to the physical drywall where you have air leaks and so on and so forth throughout the home. So it's a Usually a half-day to a three-quarter-day process, um, and it's usually uh, a lot more extensive extensive than just bringing in a vacuum and cleaning your ducting system. And done that way, it'll last you... It should last you, you know, eight to ten years without a problem as long as you're... Not something you need to do bi-seasonally. Correct. Some of these $99 services come and do it in the spring, and then they book you in the fall. Or they come out after they tell you it's $99, and then they do add-on charges. If you want this or if you want this, then it's extra for these items. All so, right. Well, guys, thanks a bunch for coming in. That wraps the show up for this week. Jennifer Soapbox certainly created a quite a bit of activity. In this monsoon season, don't respond to anyone contacting you about work at your home. If you've got damage... 
contact your insurance company, and then contact a licensed, bonded, insured contractor that's got a track record in the state. If you have a question, call us at rosieonthehouse.com. Don't get taken advantage of. These two-legged roof rats have got to be run out of the state. 